Good day, everyone. This is Martha Childers, and welcome to Sedona Spotlight, where each week my co-host, Darielle Archer, or a special ghost host, guest host, ghost host, (laughs) or I will feature teachers, healers, visionaries, and other notables in their field from mystical, magical Sedona, Arizona. Sedona Spotlight is here to shine its light on you, so anyone, anywhere, or anytime can experience the amazing energies emanating from the sacred red rocks of Sedona, Arizona. You can also lighten up live from Seattle and vicinity in Washington State every Tuesday at half past noon on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or listen live online from anywhere in the world at 1230 PM U.S. Pacific Time by clicking the Listen Live link at SedonaSpotlight.com where you can also find archives of all of our shows uh, as well as a host of other wonderful resources. So today I have Washington Jabaha Tapia. Did I get that right? Correct. <laughs> He's joining us all the way from Peru, um, and he has been very instrumental and fabulous in working with us and getting some much-needed clean water filters into the indigenous areas in his um, in his part of the world. And he's with us today to talk about the prophecy of the eagle and the condor. And unfortunately, uh, Ernest Tahoe from Hopi Land, who was planning on joining us, can't be with us because sadly he's lost uh, yet another relative to COVID. So um, all of our thoughts and prayers go to him because uh, conditions are still really bad there on the reservation. And even more reason why we need um, to make sure at least they're clean, you know, the water is clean and safe so they can have more, um, you know, so they're healthier to start with and won't be hit so hard. Uh, and it's been really hard down south for you too, Washi, huh? Um, I want to, first of all, send my healings, uh, energy, time, and love to, to all the audience, uh, to to you, Martha, to Thank you. Sedona Spotlights and to the beautiful uh, Pachamama, which is Mother Earth, uh, as we know here in the Andes areas, the situation is still, uh, you know, developing here in the Andes, and families are getting much together, and they are working and loving each other like never before. So, but we send healings to all our brothers and sisters of this beautiful universe called Pachamama by the native people in the Andes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, And uh, we still have you from the South here with us today, the Condor country. Um, And as I recall, South America um, is actually where the prophecy originated. So why don't you tell us um, a little about yourself first and then about the prophecy and how you learned it as a child and how they talk about it in your homeland? Well, uh, I am from the Sacred Valley. I was born on the side, a little bit on the side of the sacred river. We call it Wilkamayu. Mm. Whenever you listen, the name Wilka means sacred. So the sacred river, the Vilcanota or Urbamba River that runs into the Amazon. This river will be the Amazon and it's going to meet the Ucayali and the Marañu River. Uh, is going to be the Amazon, the biggest river in the world. And Beautiful. And this, I was born uh, right there in the Sacred Valley, where for our ancestors represents uh, a copy of the Milky Way. So whatever it was in disguise for them, you know, mm. they tried to represent it down here along the valley. So they saw the snake Puma Condor right there on the sky. 
and they represented down here. So the river was like a big snake, like Machu Picchu was built in the shape of a condor. Cusco was built in the shape of the puma. So wow. every single town, like the town where I was born is Ollanta y Tambo. Ollanta is the name of an Incan uh, general, they say. Tambo is a resting place. And it was built in the shape of a llama. You know, llama, because in the sky, they saw the eye of the llama and the whole body of the llama, the constellation. And for them, symbolically, in June 21st, the llama, you know, disappears over the mountain around 7 p.m. at night and drinks as much, as much water as possible from the rivers, lakes, from mm -hmm. every source of water, so to avoid floodings, because the native people in the Andes, uh, like five, 600 years ago, they used to be always uh, protecting themselves with, against floodings. They, that's their bigger, you know, uh, issues. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they will be always living on the top of the mountains to be closer to God and to defend themselves easily about against enemy attacks or something like that because my ancestors where I was born Ollantay Tambo uh, these people they were not kind of warriors they were more more builders they wanted to make Maybe sure so. that like, the lives of every human being that exists then uh, it is better and they can have you know the, what they need in order to live uh, you know with the superfoods in order to live with in the in the good environment with Pachamama, the wind, the water, and the fire, which is those three elements that are so important to the indigenous people in this part of South America. So I was born in a small town, Ollantaytambo is about 3,000 people. And in the Inca time, there was about three to 500 families living here in this town. And it's the only Inca living town that exists now. Wow. And every, every street that you go on, Every street that you walk on, you will see a lot of native people and the stones uh, of the Incans, like you were living 500 years ago, 600 years ago. So wow. that's Ollantaytambo, where I was born, was born in the region of Cusco State, and then uh, in Peru, in South America, which is about 333 uh, million people today. And Cusco was the capital of the Incan Empire. It was the center of the whole universe for them yeah. and look at these people in the Incan times they will like work locally but they will think globally you know mm -hmm. they were always worshipping what else is out there what else is behind our borders they will say they will ask themselves and this is why they will create a special you know uh, like worshipping areas in the Andes like in Machu Picchu you know Yantaytambo in Cusco to try to see and to represent those beings that they could not see with their own eyes. They, they, but they felt there was more, there was more, more out there. So we got to worship them. We got to send them, you know, love, energy, healings, you know, for whatever happened. So the Incas were that way. So they were so important. I was born and I am a little descendant of our ancestors. No? Very, very cool. And so when did you first learn about the prophecy of the eagle and the condor? Because as you say, the condor is very, very um, uh, sacred in your area. Well, uh, for for me, the eagle and the condor, uh, I haven't learned it. I, I have it on me. We, we uh, have it here in our hearts and in our minds since we are uh, welcome to this beautiful Pachamama. And let me tell you something. Uh, we know that whoever was born in the Americas, 
you know, uh, people will call it Abiyala, Abiyala, how it was called by the native people, starting from Alaska to Patagonia. Mm -hmm. Whoever was, you know, born anywhere between Alaska and Patagonia, they, they still hold the spirit, the energy, the healing, the wisdom, the kindness, the love of the Indians. No matter what color they are, you know, they are still holding those precious you know, tools that we, we should be using today for making the world a better place. And what I'm telling you is, Oyante, the prophecy of the eagle and the candor, you know, started like more profoundly, it started when they were talking about wrongly, they were saying that the end of the world is going to be in 2012. You know, people were telling, uh, the Indian says 2012 is the end of the world, but it's not. It was even, it was better the beginning of a new era, it was a beginning of a new understanding about all different things. For example, the 2012 is when you, you know, when you who are who is listening, and when you, Marta, you see yourself in the mirror, and then you ask yourself, what is your purpose? What is your mission in this world? You know, and then uh, it is the beginning to go back to those ancient teachings that that we have lost. So the eagle and the candor is that we, as a humanity, we got to go back to these ancient ways that are simple and humble, that makes everything beauty beautiful. You know, that is all about the 2012. And the eagle and the candor, the eagle represents uh, people who, who are in the northern part, let's say United States, Canada, or you know, I don't know, people who think more about the intelligence part and the candors are people who live in the Andes or in the mountains using always the heart. But if you just use one of those two things, it is not, it's not something balanced. You got to use both of them, you know, in order to do balance. It's like our ancestors, they, they always use, uh, for them, the answer was balance. And, and the eagle of the candor, you know, the eagle and the, and the candor is the prophecy that is returning us to reuse those beautiful tools that we have lost through the time. And, you know, uh, even so, my ancestors, they, they, they said to us, they sent a message to us that there is not five cents. We use five cents, mm -hmm. yeah, but they were using more than five cents. They were yeah. you know, incredible people. You, don't, you didn't have to talk. You know, in order to, to to express your feelings, you could just see it through the eyes to somebody else, and they will understand you, and they will know who you are. You know, and this is very important. We gotta use the eagle eye and the candor eye, like you know, like being in the high mountain and see everything in a broader picture, in a like wider picture. That is yeah. all about the the 2012 to see the future as an opportunity to make the world a better place. That's, that was the, the whole idea, I think, about the ancient people. And they want to send us a message that the 2012, oh, the eagle and the candor is flying together. together and when, yeah. when the eagles and the candors are going to fly together in circles, there is going to be peace in this world. Meaning that your heart and your mind, using those both sides in a balance, you know, there is going to be peace in this world, peace in yourself that you can express and you can share, that you can expand, you can teach, you can, 
you know, correct. You can send the information to every single being that is here in the planet. So that's very important. And the 2012, of course, is more about that. It's more about just what I said. It's more about everybody has to feel it, you know, that. Yeah. And it's not um, a turn on a dime. It's, it's, it's a, you know, that was kind of like the turning point, but everything doesn't shift on that day. It's just this, you know, the start of the transition. And in my understanding too, and, and the metaphor is about the eagle and the condor. And it's, um, it's really, really cool how other indigenous, um, have kind of, you know, grabbed onto that concept because it it was so innate to them and and their beliefs too. And, and they even knew when the white man was coming, especially in the North. And like you said, um, the, the indigenous in the North had the same kind of heart and spirit as they did in the South too. So it's not like just because in their North, they're an eagle and they're, you know, <laughs> there, there's yeah. something really, really bad about it. But um, it's just, just like the Piscean age is now we're shifting, you know, where there was the, the two fish into the Aquarian age where it's more unity. Um, and that's kind of happening concurrently too, which they talk about um, kind of in astrology, but that Eagle condor, it's kind of the metaphors of the male, female, heart, mind, technology, spirituality, um, right brain, left brain. Um, it's, it's really, really interesting. Um, but it seemed like they knew that there was going to be a point when the, um, the Eagle or the North, you know, was going to go too far um, and, you know, take it to the point where, you know, unless the, the Eagle and the condor come back together, you know, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> and I think we've been, we've all kind of heard about, you know, some of those doomsday prophecies, but um, like I say, I think we've, I believe we've already transcended that enough, enough consciousness out there has, and the rest will just, you know, eventually catch up as more people understand um, how important our connection is. Like you say, with you know, fucking mama and you know, the, you know, Mother Earth, all of that, which the indigenous have held that for so long and kept that wisdom. It's, um, I think, it's a really important time, um, you know, that the world kind of learns from the condor now because you can't have technology without responsibility or we're going to all wind up being robots <laughs> so um you know and then if it's just the mind then you can't necessarily defend yourself so i think that the break happened um to evolve and come and level up at a higher point for uh, evolution um, and bringing in all the different aspects um you know to have some sort of a quantum leap almost what are your thoughts well, uh, uh, let me also confirm that uh, at one point, many thousands of years ago, uh, we uh, we came from somewhere else, or we went somewhere somewhere. And uh, many people think in the in the Americas, the native people think that we came from the stars. You know, that's why they worship uh, very highly the stars. And we, at one point, we, you know, we separated. We went people to the north, people to the center, or people to south. At the end, you know, we are all brothers and sisters. Yeah. And we can, we have the same, uh, you know, the same lineage, you know, the same uh, beginning and the same uh, community. But you got to understand we were like 60 million people at one point. And just in the United States, for example, in Canada, there is 60 different tribes. That they mm -hmm. were like 
over six, we were over 60 million, you know, in all America. And we all expand to the North, Central and South. And if you, uh, you know, if you, uh, everything is transforming, everything, we, we have to accept, uh, humanity, humanity has to accept that everything transforms, even, even so Pachamama transforms. But we got to do it, as, I, as you said it, in a balanced way. So we got to use the technology and use the, you know, use the love part in a more responsible uh, way, yeah, and always in balance. And our ancestors, for example, left us a message. There's three things in life in life that we should not never stop using them. One is the love, you know, the love that mm -hmm. you have, yeah. that love that is pure, you know, that love, uh, the love. And the second one is going to be uh, time. You know, that time that we, uh, most of us, we have lost it because we were uh, probably living in the plants of someone else and we were new, not using that time, that precious time that was given to us for our own growth in the spiritual part and in the, in the physical ways or, you know, or that time that is so precious that you got to use it to evolve and to make, again, the world a better place by different aspects. And the that feels thing, better when you, you when you lead with the heart. It just feels better. <laughs> and the three and the third one and the third one is going to be the energy. You know the the food that uh, you use. You know the food that you use. Uh, you know every day here in the Andes, for example, our native people, they used to have, you know, a lot of quinoa, kiwicha, you know, all those superfoods that we call it. We had. 10,000 varieties of potatoes. You cannot imagine the beautiful and the varieties of mm. potatoes that we have. We have uh, several, you know, like 37 varieties of corn. We mm. have fava beans. We have quinoa. We have kiwicha. We have, uh, you know, all those important uh, superfoods. So that's the energy. The energy, of course, exists right there in Sedona. That's another vortex, another important mm -hmm. place. Or New Mexico or or uh, Lake Titicaca, Colca Canyon, Machu Picchu, Vilcabamba, you know, uh, you name it. There's so many vortexes around the world where you can feel the energy. But the energy also, it's about the food that we eat, which is very important. And the ancient people said to us, you know, if you have those three elements, which is uh, love, the real love and the time, the time for yourself, and the last thing, the energy, you can be able to do anything. Because our ancestors, you know, with no technology, they could, they were able to do so much, you know, so much. And these people were just incredible, transporting the stones from many, many miles away to build incredible sites, like they did worldwide. At, at somehow, uh, all these communities around the world, all these vortices, they are connecting. But we have... We have to understand that everything evolves, everything transforms you know, in a different ways. Uh, even Pachamama transforms. You know, you can see that today is, you know, raining. I had a beautiful lady, her name is Santusa. She was about hundred years old from the native communities who taught wow. me a lot of beautiful things and said to me, Washi, you know, even the sun is, you know, is acting in a different way. Even the moon, 
is acting in a different way. It's raining where it's not been raining before. It's snow where it's not snow before. It's windy where there wasn't windy at all before. So that's that's because you know even Pachamama transforms you know shifts to different places. Is why the energy moves around the world. I think that's probably one way that the universe, the Pachamama, the spirit, the Wakantonka, you know, these energies that are in the world, they just want to move different places, uh, letting us know that they are moving and we have to be ready for the events that uh, lift us uh, with it. You know? And to go with the flow. <laughs> to yeah, flow with it. With <laughs> yeah, for love of water, as we say. <laughs> Well, that's that's really uh, that's very 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 well put, and and I think that's um, you know the most important is to respect you know the earth that we belong to the earth. She doesn't belong to us, or I mean you know it's she can shake us off anytime she wants, you know, and she'll be fine. But you know she she wants us to stay. We just have to learn how to behave a little better. <laughs> You know, there was a lot of glaciations. There were a lot of, you know, uh, times because this Pachamama, believe it or not, is about 4.8 million years old. And yeah. we are we are simple, very little things, yep. you know, that we have to understand that, uh, as you said, we belong to Pachamama. She doesn't belong to us, you know, but, and also we have created so much, you know, so much uh, blocking in our lives because we put, you know, borders, you know, we put so many things that uh, doesn't allow us to use those beautiful tools that are missing, you know, and it's very important. And, uh, and these people in there, in the ancient times, your ancestors, yours, that you are, you know, you are hearing, your ancestors, they were, where they were able to use many more tools you know that we use today and because of we became greedy we came we became personalist we would just want about us everything you know we have forgotten you know using those important tools that they were opening important gates to to other dimensions where we can be condors and eagles again you know, imagine, just imagine if you can close your eyes, just imagine if you were an eagle, you were a condor, and then just imagine you are on the top of the mountain, you know, and then from this top of the mountain, you are ready to jump into the canyon, you know, and just imagine what you can be able to see from above. Yeah. You know, you will see everything is small, you will see a broader picture, you will see, you know, all the native communities, you will travel faster you know, around uh, wherever you want to go. But the higher you go and this, the, the higher you go and the successful you are in this life, the humble and, and, and simple you got to be. You know, that's very important. And we got to be eagles and condors again. That's the only way we can find, we can reach our goals, you know, our goals in this, in this universe, whatever we are seeking for because we are about 7.7 .7 billion people and we can work in the energy level. We can work together and somehow like our ancestors, you know, these Incan families, they used to have like a nice schedule, let's say schedule, 
that they will say, Let, let's meet a certain day and we're going to build breaches. Yeah, they work together. Rails, yeah. you know, and they were, they had three kinds of working in the income time. One of them is I need, you know, I need, I help you today and you help me tomorrow. I help you to build your house, but you got to help me tomorrow to build my house or farm my field and we farm your field. The second way, it was a minka, community work, everybody together to build, you know, schools, universities, trails, spiritual centers, or I don't know, so many things that they could create, the, you know, all of them together. That's minka. And the last one, mita. Younger people doing various activities like in the mining, so I don't know. But just imagine if we if we are 7.7 billion people in this world uh, and we can just work one hour a year for the yeah. world. The world, we all work together. Totally, yeah. the world will be a totally different place. It will be a better place. So that's one of the things. Imagine my ancestors, the Incas, for example, Oh, watch! Have- I hate to cut, cut you off, but we're running out of time now. But um, okay. I think that's a wonderful closing thought, what you just shared with us. Um, so uh, how can people contact you? Because, um, by the way, he also, <laughs> Washington also has some designs, incredibly memorable journeys and experiences in Chile, Ecuador, Colombia, Bolivia, and Peru. So how can people find you? Well, they can write me to my email is yanapani at yahoo.com yeah uh, we'll or, put it uh, on the website yeah we'll, yeah. we'll put one, it on we'll... one one world connections.org you can find you can find me by different ways and one and world connection.org is... okay and then we'll have um your um your information on our website as well at sit on a spotlight.com uh where we'll also have a um, copy of the show too so thanks so much for joining us it's just always a pleasure to talk to you and hear your wisdom it is my pleasure it is my pleasure and i send you always white light to everyone and don't forget to have time well that's yeah that's perfect and that's what sit on a spotlight is all about because uh, collectively we can all be spotlights and help create a brighter world and a better future for everyone anywhere and all the time so keep on shining everyone and have a great day